Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the Bible. I am Adam Zander and have been serving as a missionary in Romania for over a decade. Join me every week as we look at simple thoughts from the Bible to help us in our daily walk with Christ and our relationships with our fellow man. Hello once again from Romania. I hope you're having a great week. Every week we have been looking at simple doctrines from the Bible. Today I would like to look at the deity of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was and is God in the flesh and is equal with God the Father. Some teach that Jesus was just a good man, a teacher, a prophet, or even the brother of Satan. But who does the Bible say Jesus Christ is? This week, we will look at many Bible passages that show without any doubt that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. Next week, we will see how he was also born into a body of flesh, a perfect, sinless man. He is both 100% God and 100% human. When we read the Bible, it is very important to understand when it is talking about his deity or when it is talking about his humanity. For example, the Bible says he submitted himself to the Father. That's talking about his humanity. If we do not make this distinction in the Bible, then many problems and so-called contradictions will arise. Today we will look at several passages in the Bible that prove that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is God in the flesh and not just a man. Let's first look at some verses from the Old Testament. These are some of the most powerful passages on the deity of Christ. Let's read about the Holy One in the Old Testament. This phrase is mentioned several times in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 43 verses 1 through 3 is a very beautiful passage of scripture that I have read in many of my sermons. It will give a child of God great comfort in troubling times, but it is also a powerful passage about the deity of Christ. So let's read Isaiah chapter 43 verses 1 through 3. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. And now Isaiah chapter 49, verses 6 through 7. The Bible is talking to the Gentiles in this passage. Isaiah 49, verses 6 and 7. And he said, It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth. Thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to him whom man despiseth, 
to him whom the nation abhorreth, to a servant of rulers, kings shall see and arise, princes also shall worship, because of the Lord that is faithful, and the Holy One of Israel, and he shall choose thee. Let's read two more passages in the Old Testament that mention the Holy One. Isaiah 41, verse 14. Fear not, thou worm Jacob, and ye men of Israel, I will help thee, saith the Lord, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. And then Psalm 16, verse 10. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine Holy One to see corruption. So God, Lord Jehovah, is called the Holy One in the Old Testament. Let's now see who this Holy One is in the New Testament. In Luke chapter 4, the devils knew that Jesus Christ was the Holy One of the Old Testament. Luke chapter 4 verse 34, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. We read from Psalms chapter 16 just a minute ago about the Holy One. Peter, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, tells us this Holy One was Christ. Let's read that in the book of Acts chapter 2, verses 25 through 27. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope. Because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. So Peter is quoting Psalms chapter 16 here. Let's read a little further in Acts chapter 2, verses 29 through 32. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruits of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we all are witnesses. These passages prove that Jesus is the Holy One, which is the Lord Jehovah God in the Old Testament. Let's now look at another passage from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. This is, in my opinion, the best place in the Old Testament to prove that the Lord Jesus Christ was indeed God manifested in the flesh. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, the Bible says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. All would agree this is talking about Jesus Christ being born into this world. 
Right now it's December and Christmas is just two weeks away, and many people quote this verse about the birth of Christ. And look at the names he is given. Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This is as clear as can be. Jesus was and is equal with God the Father. Let's look at a little more detail at the few of the names he is given in this verse. It says, The Mighty God. Who is the Mighty God? According to the two verses we will read in just a minute, He is the Lord Jehovah, the Great, the Mighty God, the Lord of Hosts. This is very clear. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. There can be no other conclusion. He was not just a good man, not just a prophet, not a brother of Satan. No, he was and is equal with God. Psalms chapter 50, verse 1, the Bible says, A psalm of Asaph, the mighty God, even the Lord, hath spoken, and called the earth for the rising of the sun unto the going down thereof. The mighty God here is the Lord Jehovah. Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 18. Thou showest loving kindness unto thousands, and recompensest the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children after them. The great, the mighty God, the Lord of hosts, is his name. The mighty God is the Lord of hosts, the Lord Jehovah. And then Jesus is given the name, the Everlasting Father. This is the only place in Scripture where we find this phrase. It proves Jesus was God. Remember, the Trinity is three in one. We looked at that a few weeks ago. Therefore, Jesus is part of the Father, and the Father is part of Him. That is also true of the Holy Spirit. Look at these verses. John chapter 1, verse 18. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, He hath declared Him. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are three in one. John chapter 14, verses 8 through 11. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. Isaiah chapter 9 says Jesus is the everlasting Father. As the Father is everlasting, and from everlasting, so also is the Son. Micah chapter 5, verse 2, the Bible says, But thou, Bethlehem Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. This is talking about Jesus, who has been from everlasting. In John chapter 1, the word is Jesus Christ, according to verse 14. And the word has been since the very beginning. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. 
The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. This makes it clear that the word was God. And then Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. This is speaking of Jesus Christ. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, and which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Jesus Christ is called the Almighty, the beginning and the ending. Let's look at a few more passages in the Bible that speak of the deity of Christ. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Take heed thereunto unto yourselves and to all the flock, over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. This verse tells us that he, God, shed his blood for the church. So this proves the deity of Jesus Christ, since he is the one who shed his blood, not God the Father. Not only that, but you have the Trinity in this verse. The Holy Ghost, God, and Jesus Christ who purchased the church with his blood. They are truly three in one. Let's read a few more verses from the Bible that tell us Jesus is equal with God and is God in the flesh. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And then one more verse today, 1 Timothy 3.16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. There are other passages we could go to in the Bible that show the deity of Christ. I have just read a few today. I believe the passages we have read today show that Jesus was and is God in the flesh and not just a good man or a prophet. Next time, we will look at how Jesus was born of a woman into a body of flesh. We will look at the humanity of Christ. Thank you for listening today, and I hope you have a blessed week.